Hey guys. Hey. Hi. Here How are. are you? Good. <laughs> you guys, I realized something about our podcast that I that's been weighing heavy on my mind. Okay. What? Should we introduce ourselves at the beginning of the episodes? Because we truly don't. Like, do people know who's talking? I don't if know. Listen, I mean, you know, but like, what if someone's listening for the first time and we're just like da, 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 immediately <laughs> right off the bat? Okay, so should we do that? Yeah, I think we should try it. It's going to be awkward. It. And there's no way I'm going to be able to do it without sounding like a goober, but let's try it. Okay. Hi, I'm Erica. <laughs> I'm Dory. <laughs> and I'm that was zero. That and was I, zero. And I am Mel. And this is all the feels. <laughs> the un- you did great. The unauthorized Hallmark movie podcast. You guys zero introduced himself. Five bucks. Yeah. We're gonna totally forget to do this again, just like we I forget know. our candles. We do. Hey, I do have a- speaking of which, yeah. I have a candle. Nice. It says Hallmark Christmas movie watching candle. It's from Love First Candle Company. I bought this last year. I think it is apple pie scented and it is delightful. It is a soy candle and it has lasted me forever. I got it on Etsy, I think. So check them out. Love First Candle Company. Nice. I'm also burning burning a pine scented candle, which is my go-to seasonal candle. Um, I have the luck of having my area smell like glue. <laughs> glue? Because let me, tell you, let me tell you a little story, friends. Mm-hmm. This was what happened over the weekend. So I ordered my Christmas cards, got them from minted.com, <laughs> filled them out, paid, paid extra for the return address, and they get to my house. They look great. I start putting stamps in all the envelopes. And then probably about 90% of the way through, I looked at the return address and I put my own address down wrong. <laughs> so you're funny, baby. So the return address was wrong on all of them? On all of them. Yep. And so, you know, the type A in me is like freaking out because if it was just like, oh, the envelopes are wrong, I would just reorder them. But I put all the stamps on them. Yeah. I'm not about to throw those out. So I had to go and make my own labels big enough to put over my mistake address and the reason this goes back to glue is because the stupid envelopes weren't sealing very well so now i i uh used a glue stick you hand glued you hand Hand labeled and hand glued look at that you went through a lot for these cards i know stupid christmas cards that you know what people just throw away (laughs) i know Mm. what Um, are you gonna do you know i'm not gonna confess to throwing them away but i do <laughs> everybody does i do i'm like oh yeah. great trash can i don't have a mantle who's got a mantle in an i apartment? keep them up through the new year at least through january like i'll put them i used to have a mantle at my old apartment so i'd put them up there or i put them on the um fridge with with magnets mm-hmm. um but yeah around at least by february they usually go bye-bye mm-hmm. that's the same with wedding invitations like don't spend a lot of money on your wedding invitations because guess what no one keeps those especially the envelopes. Like when they foil them and whatever the linings, like don't pay extra Mm -hmm. for that shit. Guess what? It goes in the trash. This has been Erica's TED Talk. I like it. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. I I, see, I was planning to start with an apology. Oh, what happened? Of my own. So I 
woke up one morning. I actually don't know. I don't know when it was, but I want to apologize for sending you guys, the texting you guys, that Colonel Sanders Lifetime movie starring Mario Lopez mm-hmm. promo because I texted it to you guys. And then the next morning I woke up and I had like 10 texts from everybody I've ever met texting it to me. And I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have texted this to Erica and Dory. I should have just assumed. <laughs> they know. They don't need it being sent to them because anything that says Lifetime, Mario Lope, I mean, it's like in the Venn diagram of our personalities, or at least my personality. Clearly, it's right in the middle and everybody knows. So I am sorry I sent you the Colonel Sanders, Mario Lopez, Kentucky Fried Chicken promo movie. It's okay. It didn't need to happen. I know, but it's always nice to see your name pop up. (laughs) Okay. No apology necessary. Our friend Brian also sent it on Twitter to us, and, you know, it really made me laugh. Like, come on. It It was just the greatest thing. Mm -hmm. His secret recipe, like, come on. It's just so freaking good. Finger licking good, if you will. (laughs) Yes. It definitely made me rethink my take on Mario Lopez. Maybe he ain't so bad. Oh, maybe I'll welcome him back into my heart. This oh, that, that you must just be the... prefer him as Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah. In, is, in... This, is this the magic of Christmas? You're going to go back and watch Felice Navi Dad. I mean, it's been burning a hole on my DVR. It may live there forever. I don't know. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about it. Has anybody said no. it was awesome? I haven't heard anything. I've heard um, mixed reviews. Some people liked it. Some people did not. Um, I have yet to watch it. There's so much I have to watch. Like mm. I've and I've been trying to stay on top of it this year, but man, it's a with, lot. It's a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. When you add in all the streaming services, and oh my gosh, days and days, endless. Yeah. Endless. Should we uh, talk about the reason for our? gathering today the two movies that brought us here right now yeah it's our round six matchup round six we're getting there in our christmas movie bracket and this week it was christmas in evergreen for bells are ringing versus christmas ever after so a hallmark movie versus a lifetime movie and um i'm assuming we're going to start with christmas ever after bells are ringing because it aired first you mean you just <laughs> you just when combined said, the two titles? You just combined. I did. The two I honestly, Christmas <laughs> ever after bells are ringing. I love it. It didn't even. It, it didn't uh, even notice. I would have just kept right on going. <laughs> it's just a lot of words. There's a lot of words. They all sound very similar. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. start with Christmas and Evergreen Four. Chris, Christmas and Evergreen Four. The bells be ringing. All right. As Michelle's wedding approaches, Hannah steps up to help finish the launch of the new Evergreen Museum while questioning her relationship and future with Elliot. Starring Holly Robinson, Pete, Colin Lawrence, Rukia Bernard, Antonio Cayone, Ashley Williams, and Barbara Niven. Look at that cast. Woo. So we were really excited about this movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we, Antonio Cayone is a, a friend of the pod. We love him right. to pieces. Um, I don't want to start. So somebody else start. <laughs> Why not? I'll I don't know. start. Because I, I, there's just so much to say. So. Okay. There's a lot to say. All right, Dory. I loved this. And, um, you know, we've had quite a journey with Evergreen in our 
tenure. Um, it's not really our jam. Like these kind of movies aren't really our jam. Like the magic, it's like Christmas exploded in this small town. And that's not normally our thing. But I really loved this movie. And I just have a really, I have a huge appreciation and admiration for this script. Like there were so many moments. Let me pull up my notes. I had to take notes on this one. But there were so many moments that I really appreciated. The writers are Zach Hug and Sherry Sharp. And I really hope that we can have them on to talk about this script because I caught, like, so many things that I absolutely loved. So there are lots of reasons why this movie is important, right? Like, it's Rukia and Antonio get there star turn this movie is about them for sure and that is amazing and delightful i really appreciated that rukia got the full star treatment like did you guys notice how she was freaking glowing yeah like Mm -hmm. like from within glowing Mm -hmm. and it was in that moment that i realized i was like oh the stars get the good light we've never seen her look like that in one of these movies And I was like, they gave her the star treatment and it is a different ball game. Don't get me wrong. She looks beautiful and everything, but like, I'm sorry. The way she was lit was like perfection. Chef's kiss. She looked amazing. I really appreciated seeing a black couple at the heart of this movie. Not one, but two because we also had Holly Robinson Pete and her wedding. And there were so many things about this movie that felt like more than Christmas. A lot of these movies are just Christmas movies, and that's great. I love just a Christmas movie. But there was a lot here that was bigger than that. Just the whole idea that Michelle couldn't get her wedding because mm-hmm. her fiancé was stuck at the logging camp like how 2020 is that like that is right now how many people have had to call off their weddings and she says in the movie she's like i feel so bad i you guys have been listening to me talk about this wedding for a year or whatever and now it's off and will anyone come if i postpone it a year like how many brides are thinking Mm -hmm. that and wondering that like that felt incredibly real Their entire relationship that we saw in this movie was virtual. They were on the phone with each other and then they were on like an iPad later Mm -hmm. or a computer. And I loved their non-wedding where they said their vows to each other. Come on! That was so sweet and so poignant that like, even if we can't be together, like the love is still there and the care and appreciation is still there like it's all still there we just can't physically be together and I loved that reminder um spoiler alert I cried during that scene (laughs) yeah I loved I watched it twice I had to rewind it (laughs) wasn't it so good it was so good it was so sweet it was so sweet and even just to hear HRP talk about how like she never thought that like this would be for her like she never thought love she would find love and you can tell she's like 
not the normal age of these, you know, young, younger Hallmark heroines. And she is mayor of this town. She probably thought like her career was it and she wouldn't find anyone. And then she found him. I know. (laughs) I also loved the sisterhood in this movie. There were two moments that really stood out to me. One is when... Michelle has to, she kind of realizes that she's canceled her wedding and that she's not going to have it. And she's upset after she had tried to put on this like happy face, like, it'll be fine. I'd marry him whenever. I don't care. And Barbara Niven and Rukia and her sister Sonia, they all like comfort her in the cafe. And I loved that. Like just girlfriends, like showing up for her. And also the moment where she was at, um, at her non-wedding when it was Rukia and Sonia and they were like, we're all sisters now. Like we're here for you. I freaking loved that mm-hmm. theme throughout. And speaking of sisters, we had the Cooper sisters who oh I could watch for <laughs> 25 years with their red and green glasses and top knots. Come on. Oh, you're the best. So cute. They were the freaking best. Oh my God. They were so good. I loved that. And I also loved, so I saw, I promise I'm going to stop talking in a minute. No. I saw some comments that people were not really here for Antonio and Rukia. What? Elliot, Elliot and Hannah. Well, they're here for them as a couple, but they were not here for the breakup. And I just want to give my opinion about the breakup. So... If you think about it, like if you look at this movie, if you just watch all the Rukia and Antonio scenes, they get a mini movie within this movie. And I think it is important that they got to portray the entire arc of what would have been in another Hallmark movie. If this was just their movie and not a sequel and something in Spring Fling or whatever that would be their arc you know like there would be a major conflict or there would be a breakup and they would have to play it all Mm -hmm. and I think it was really important to show that they had the chops how many times do we talk about how supporting characters don't get their shot on Hallmark and I always wonder why and I think the writers did a really great service to them by giving them these important moments to show like, hey, Hallmark and whoever else is watching, like this couple can portray flirty, silly, romantic, and they, but they can also do the hard stuff. Like they can have a really intense conversation where they break up and, but you can tell they're still in love with each other. Like that's complex. And they can play, you know, they can highlight their friendship. Like they, they have all of these aspects to them and they can do it all. So I personally think it was great that um, Zach Hug and Sherry Sharp gave them their, gave them all of those moments that every other Hallmark couple would get in their own movie at the same time and i think that was really hard to do like in this sequel where so much is happening and there are so many other people to still give them that space in those moments i think was really important so i'm gonna stop right there i could go on longer but i mean i loved it 
<laughs> and going off of that breakup scene, I I actually loved that scene because it was mm-hmm. it felt like a real conversation. Yep. That would happen. Deeper, deeper than a lot of Hallmark. Yes. Stuff. And usually that conversation, that's something that ends. That's like the la- the second to last act. That's the act out of, oh, it's not going to happen. And then miraculously in the next act, they come back together and mm-hmm. they're fine. But, you know, it's not like two people understanding that they may want different things. It's usually, you know, the girl or the guy, whichever one, finds out the other one doesn't want the same thing. Oh, God, it's over. And then, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, over here is have a conversation. Over here is, like, yeah. This yeah. was like they both were in this conversation. They both express, expressed what they were feeling. And that happens all the time in real life. Like sometimes relationships don't work because you want different things. As much as it, I didn't want them to see them break up, you know, they're great as a couple, especially in the film. I was like, I felt like I've had that conversation before with yeah. you know an ex-boyfriend so it's nice when the writing is really real um i also loved at the beginning i don't know if they did this on purpose but this is how i took it so in the beginning it starts with rakia narrating kind of mm-hmm. what happened in films mm-hmm. one two and three to me i took that as because she had a line where she says and yes i was here for da 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 and to me i took that as her saying yeah, I did all this work. I did one, two, and three. And now this is on this is all about me. You know? And yeah. like yes. not like it was a dick, but I just felt like it was powerful. Like yes. this is my time, baby. You know, mm-hmm. so I loved that. I loved that. Plus, you know, I always appreciate a refresher too. Yeah. Um, and those are canon. They have those at the beginning of every one with yeah. the lead. But yeah. she definitely got more. She got definitely got more to say. Yeah. And I I, when we talked to Antonio, one thing he said about this movie was what we'll see is that Evergreen is its own character. And mm-hmm. even if he did not tell us that, I would have picked up on that. I thought they did yeah. a great job really bringing Evergreen to life because we've been here now. This is our fourth time. Right. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about this town. I want to know why we keep coming back here. And it wasn't just that, oh, they're making a, you know, a Christmas museum you just see how meaningful this town is to everybody. I and know. A, it just makes me want to go there. Like every time I see a wide shot of, of like the, a wide shot of the town and like running to store to store, like I just want to be there. Like where I is know. this place? I know. Let us how in. Get in. I know. Go find that one road, magical one road in. One I road know. Out. And never leave. But when they pulled out those handbells, I was like, I'm oh on gosh. my way. This is my <laughs> shit right here. Like I'm ready to go. I completely agree, Erica. Like, it really came to life. I saw it with new eyes. And I, I just like you, I was like, I'm ready to move here, especially around Christmas time. Yeah. The whole city was it on a snowball fight. <laughs> it wasn't just one or two. It was the whole freaking town. Who doesn't like, want to live there? I know. like when uh, in the diner, when someone, or in the, the, the cafe, when... The sister said she didn't really do Christmas and like the entire Record town. scratch. <laughs> yeah. Can we I talk about a- the sister for a minute? Yeah, oh, sure. I loved her. I loved her too. Okay. She needs to play Holly Robinson, Pete's sister in everything. Their relationship was cracking me up. Me too. First of all, when they had that wrapping paper fight, <laughs> I was dying with the glitter. Yeah. yeah. When Holly kept shaking it in her face and making her say more. 
Yeah, and we don't get to see Holly have fun like that. We really don't. And how good was she? How good was she in this movie? Like, I don't know that I've ever seen her better. Like, I I thought she was so good, but the actress who plays her sister is Marcy T. House, who was also in Cranberry Christmas, and I love her. She had all the funniest lines to me in this movie. Like when she, (laughs) when everyone meets at the cafe and they're all depressed for different reasons, like Hannah's upset because Elliot's moving to Boston and Michelle's upset because her wedding is postponed. And then Carol comes in and she's like, my son-in-law's stuck in Paris. And Sonia's like, this town has very unique sadnesses. (laughs) I was dying. I I was dying. And then she also really made me laugh when she was sitting on the couch watching it's a wonderful life and she was like i don't understand the choices any of these people make but somehow it's so soothing (laughs) and i was like this is what i think when i watch it's a wonderful life every year like so much of that movie does not make sense and i watch it every year because it is just so soothing so i picked up on a lot of those little lines that i thought were just so funny and i thought that the side characters Mm-hmm. the supporting characters along like they help bring the town to life like seeing Sonia start to appreciate Evergreen kind of makes the viewer appreciate it more and then those Cooper sisters man who oh just gosh. have like all that history and they're teaching piano lessons they got their handbells like they were cracking me up when they were like putting together their little Christmas village in the middle mm-hmm. of tearing their brother apart yeah. <laughs> They were like, you don't care about Evergreen. You haven't been here in 30 years. Can you hand me the ice skaters? I was just cracking <laughs> up. It was so cute. Yeah. I, what about you, I, Mel? Well, I would just want to start by saying I, I loved this movie. I did. I loved it so much. And like you were saying, we do have a fraught history with Christmas and Evergreen. <laughs> but now that we're four in, four, four movies in, I ended up going back and watching. I didn't watch the first one again, but I watched the second one and the third one again. And I love them now. I I feel <laughs> like there's something about the fact that we've like watched so much of this town evolve and the people and the characters. And there's so many Easter eggs in every single movie. Like the Cooper sisters are in the third one. But we did, just didn't notice. You know what I mean? Like, but they're in the third one. They there's like are? Yeah, they're in the third one. They're they're even they're even so there's like the so the third one, which I so the things the movies get better. Each one gets better. So the third one is actually, even though it's bananas, it's pretty good. So the third one is about a lot of things. <laughs> but but <laughs> the least important thing in the third one is the main romance. It's literally like the sea story. Yeah. yeah. And but it is mostly about the town discovering or David actually, but and the town discovering David. <laughs> yeah. And really, if you watch the third one, Rukia is the star of the third one. She has mm-hmm. the most plot. She carries the plot. Like mm-hmm. all the plot changes are her. Her and Elliot. Doesn't and Elliot like Elliot. save the day with that? Well, with the and that's where, yeah. And that's, and the third one is where Elliot is introduced. Mm-hmm. So yes. So she breaks, Rukia breaks, accidentally breaks the snow globe, the magical snow globe. And Elliot helps her fix it. And then through that time, and they're also were friends. They grew, I think it, it seems like they grew up together in Evergreen. Mm-hmm. 
And through that, they start to realize they want to be more than just friends. And they have a lot of scenes. There is, there's even like a scene with them at the piano. So the scene at them with them at the piano in the fourth one oh. is, is based off of the scene in the third one where they're at the piano, like he's playing and she walks into the church. And that's where they have the conversation about, you know what, I like you. I want this to be more than friends. It's great. Oh, and that's amazing. So there's also, David discovers a long lost town advent calendar the advent calendar, the advent calendar i've never which, laughed harder yeah, that was wild that is it's crazy huge. it's huge it's the size of a building and it was supposedly <laughs> hidden yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's huge it was supposedly hidden by the townspeople 50 years ago <laughs> when there was a christmas there was a huge storm so they were all trapped in evergreen because one rode in one rode out they were all trapped there for a month and they were so bored that they decided the town just decided to make, you know, this scavenger hunt, whatever, yeah, uh, for fun, for fifty. So that the, that the town would find it fifty. It had to be fifty years later. Um. So, and in that, so that's a huge flashback of the town, and the Cooper sisters are in that flashback as teenagers <laughs> or twenty year olds sitting at a piano with the top knots, <laughs> and it's just like. So they they planned all this. There's like references to the Hat Factory all through three. Really? Oh, man, I'll Shut rewatch. Up. Yeah, I gotta it's rewatch great. too. And it's just also so every movie, you get to see the leads from the prior movie, and now they're all friends. So it's mm-hmm. like all they're all like hanging out in the square, and they're all like best buds. And it's like these movies, like kudos to the script to the screenwriters, scriptwriters, because they must be so hard to write. Because not only do you have mm-hmm. all of these characters, but you have to make excuses for why certain characters aren't there. Yeah. That should be there. Yeah. Constantly, you're making these excuses. And then you're also throwing in all these new characters. Mm-hmm. It's just like so. And then there's, and then there's East. You have to bu- keep building and building on this world. So, yikes. That is a task. No. <laughs> I was actually in awe of how they have built out the universe and mm-hmm. you can see it in this movie like even without remembering all of those things from the third one you can still tell like how much care and thought was put into like building out the mm-hmm. the universe it's yeah. it's wild like you see the advent calendar in the fourth one there's also yeah. like so the the third one is all about the 50th anniversary of the Christmas festival. And then in the fourth one, they have the banner that says 51st, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas. I love that. It's just like, I don't know. There's, it's, it's hard to even pinpoint all of the Easter eggs. The one thing I was confused about is the inn used to be Barbara's inn and then it changed to Megan's inn. And I don't know why that happened. I must've missed something, but Anyway, I'm sure someone can tell me. Also, the Ezra thing. I was blown away by the Ezra thing. I didn't see it coming. Looking on Twitter, apparently a lot of people saw it coming. So Ezra, <laughs> the mayor, who he was in the mayor in one. He's in the, I think he's in one. I didn't rewatch one. He's definitely in two. He's the mayor in two. And that's the one where Andrew Francis comes to town because he's uh, Jill Wagner's like assistant. And watching mm-hmm. that one again, I was like, and I watched that one before I watched four. I was like, Oh wait, Andrew Francis's character is low-key gay in this movie. He's just not saying it. Like they're not saying it, but he is. Like you can mm-hmm. just he they're just dancing around it cuz yeah. that was pre that was, you know, pre-2020 Hallmark where we could not say such things. Mm-hmm. 
So then those were the Zola years. Yes. So then in three, Ezra keeps talking about how he met someone that has, and he wants to go be with him in Boston. And then he even mentions that he met her, him, but they don't use him through um, Jill Wagner's character. Oh shit. Yeah. And then in four, he straight up's like, well, my relationship with Oliver didn't work out. So (laughs) I just like, I loved, oh my God. I loved it so much. It's just, and it was so great seeing these, even like the kids, like seeing Zoe, uh, what's Mm -hmm. her name? I wrote it down. Jada Lily Miller. We've seen her in so many Hallmark movies when she's young, when she's young. I mean, she is young, but she's like a little kid. And to see her like grown more now, it was like shocking, but also lovely. It's lovely. We already talked about the Corona wedding, like how that so relates to today. It's so timely. And I love that they included that, like a reference to COVID without actually having to talk about COVID. Like, I love that. Like they did so many really interesting Mm -hmm. things with this script to make it timely, but also still like if you're just, if you are watching this in 10 years, like- Mm -hmm. You, you don't need to know the context that we were like going through COVID and everyone was locked in their house. You know, it, it's yeah. still perfectly enjoyable without that background. So there's, there's three things I wanted to run by you guys. One is a question. Is the red truck charmed? Like does the red truck break down of it like is it sentient does it know when to break down to then because it breaks down in like i don't even remember the first or second one and that's how the couple meet and then whatever it clearly breaks down when it needs some it needs more time someone needs time for something to happen or does santa control the truck (laughs) does santa make it break does the town nick the town santa charm the truck I don't know. Is the truck sentient? Wow. I don't know. Hopefully question, they'll cover Mel. that. Hopefully they'll cover that in Christmas and Evergreen 5. <laughs> the second thing. Wow. The- this is blowing my mind. I'm going to have to think on this. Okay. We'll get back to it. We'll circle back. The second thing is more of a statement. So Jerry <laughs> Wasserman, who played the, the Scrooge, basically, in this movie. I don't, Jeb, I think he was. Jed. The, the Jebenezer Cooper's Scrooge. Jeb. Yeah. He was also in Christmas, She Wrote. So he was in both movies that aired that weekend. Huh. Also playing a Scroogey character. He was like a, a, a demanding boss, but he only was over the phone. So clearly he like called in from the Christmas and Evergreen set. Who cares? Love that. The third thing is more of a game. <laughs> Where I want to... So every leading man from the past movies was not present and they kept making up excuses teddy sears from the first one has yet to be in any yeah he hasn't been back he hasn't been back they're they're making clearly he was not charmed by evergreen as much as they wanted us to believe (laughs) so i was trying to look so i guess what i what so colin lawrence who is the what's his name i forgot already it's not he's the Holly Robinson Pete fiance. Mm-hmm. He couldn't be there because he was off filming Virgin River. That's why they were oh, in okay. theory, I'm assuming. That's why he couldn't make the wedding. Right. He's preacher, and, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, well, where's Teddy Sears? The only thing I could see him doing is something called the politician. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Where is Mark Declan, the star of the second one? Are you asking? Jill Wagner. Yes. Does anybody know? Where was he? I don't know. No idea. He was on Meet Me at Christmas (laughs) starring. Oh, that's right. Starring the Good Witch. um, Yeah, with the Good Witch. Um, And then we already talked about where is Colin Lawrence, Virgin River. Wow. We no, need the men back. Figured out. We do need the men back. We need like the men back. See, well, wait, where was, um, what's his name? Paul. Paul Green. Paul Green. Well, him and the lead of the fourth one, what's her name? Maggie, Maggie Lawson. Maggie Lawson. They both weren't there. And part of me thinks it's because nobody gives a crap about that couple in the third one. But mm-hmm. also they actually left Evergreen at the end of their movie. They did not stay in Evergreen. They both moved to the city together. So, Interesting. So, so they it don't would make sense. really need to be there. This okay. could no. not be a reason, but maybe it could be. Either the reason is they have bigger roles that they got booked on. So yes, that's why they were elsewhere. But I do wonder if because of COVID, mm-hmm. schedules got pushed together and there's so much overlapping right. that they couldn't figure it out because I know like these movies usually shoot all year, you know? Yeah. So maybe yeah. they had to make some last minute crazy changes. If that's like, so like props to the writers for rolling with what they could get. Well, maybe- and I mean, even the people who were in the movie were pulling double duty. Mm-hmm. Marcy T house was in cranberry Christmas. And this one, Ashley Williams was in never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater in this one. Holly um, Robinson was Holly Robinson's doctor. He was in the Christmas doctor. Mm-hmm. Like Barbara Niven was in USS Christmas in this mm-hmm. one. Like mm-hmm. they were all. That's true. Jerry Wasserman, hard. same weekend. That's right. <laughs> they're making up. They're making up for their lost time, man. Got to pay those bills. I mean, hats off to the writers, the crew, production, the actors for like making this happen because mm-hmm. the scheduling had to be so precise i can only imagine because you also have to add in quarantine times for all this stuff like Mm -hmm. the movies were probably shooting in different places and oh my goodness i can't like my producer heart is just no pounding thinking about scheduling this yeah well Thank you, because it was a gift, and I look now. I suddenly am looking forward to Christmas in Evergreen Five. Who knew? Plot twist on this podcast. We have a baby coming. I know. Uh, Ashley Williams pregnant. But how is Teddy Sears going to miss the entire birth and baby? I don't know. What's going to happen? They got to bring him back. They got to bring him back. Or, or the baby will have just been born during that time and. She shows up alone with the baby. I don't know. I'd like to see them back. Yeah. Because I do remember liking Christmas in Evergreen, the first one. Um, There's one more thing I wanted to bring up that I forgot to bring up before that I really appreciated in this movie. And um, it's that... We saw Rukia's character, Hannah, really like running herself ragged. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say that as a black woman, I noticed this 
because I think as women, we do that, right? We run ourselves ragged trying to do everything for everybody and take care of everyone else and black women in particular. And we see Hannah taking, like literally taking care of all of these other people in the town at the hotel, at choir practice, at the tinker shop with Elliot, like all of these things. And I just felt very appreciative of that storyline. And I loved to see her go through that and come out on the other side, like delegating some of her responsibilities and finding her passion and finding her place with this museum, but also like getting unconditional support and comfort, both from Elliot and from David. I think that it was really striking to me because we just don't see that. Like we do not see Rukia. How many times has Rukia, you know, wiped the tears of her white best friend in one of these movies? And we don't see the flip side. And to see that in this movie, I really appreciated it. I noticed it. I really appreciated it. Um, So thank you to the writers for giving her that moment or those moments. And I also was really grateful to see kind of the depth that Elliot and Hannah were given because like you were saying, Mel, in the third movie, like the couple, like they're not given much depth as I recall. No, they're very flat. I mean, they're just, they're not really doing anything. Yeah. And so to pull that off in the fourth sequel of a movie and to still give them like a really beautiful, complex, real story was, I was so excited to watch that play out. I I mean, we are so biased because we adore Antonio, but like he was wonderful and brought so much complexity to Elliot. I mean, and he and Rukia together were just so stinking cute. I couldn't even handle it. Like Mm -hmm. that scene where they break up and she you know, falls asleep on the couch because she's oh so upset. Gosh. And then David like brings her snacks in the morning. I just was, ugh, it was so good. It was so, it's so good. good. It's like just a scene like that is like full of depth that we don't always see in these Hallmark movies. Yeah. And even their breakup, what I really appreciated about it was it wasn't like, it felt very real in that it is hard to break up with someone and never talk to them again. Like that's not really a thing. So to see them break up, but like still have that moment in the church, cause guess what? They're still in love and to keep bumping into each other. And like, you can just, just see like the longing there, like wanting to be together and kind of going back and forth. Like their breakup never felt final and it never felt like, I mean, it just felt like both of them were saying these words but couldn't bring themselves to mean them and that so often (laughs) happens when you break up with people right like you're like this is over and then two weeks later you're like but is it over so I appreciated that too okay one more thing (laughs) (laughs) the gift that Elliot gives her at the end can we can we think back to Christmas in Vienna for a minute where she gifts them what does she give them again? A hat and a hook. 
<laughs> a violin and i don't remember what she blanket. She, a blanket a blanket and that's like the pivotal moment where everyone realizes that she's the most amazing person in the world and i was like i'm not buying that this thing that he made her the trinket this little statue of the mitten holding the snowball I know. where it was actually and i know in christmas Mina they were trying to say that those things were meaningful to some interaction she, she had with each child but that was like actually meaningful. I know, I know. <laughs> and and touching and it made my heart melt in that moment and be like, well, no, you got to be with him. I mean, you can't be over. Sorry, that's just too, it's too much. It's too sweet. It's too perfect. Anyway. And after he awesome. did the replica of the mural her parents painted, like, girl, mm-hmm. that man loves you. You can't leave him. Mm-hmm. No. I want to so know if pre-COVID, if this movie ended with a wedding and yeah. then, and you know, I wonder if they were disappointed that the wedding wasn't going to happen, but I liked it. I liked I that there too. wasn't a wedding because it's, it's not the, oh, everyone came together and pulled off this wedding that we usually get. I liked mm-hmm. that they made do with what they had yeah. in the story. And production-wise, they probably had to make do with what they had. Like you said, he couldn't be there. And I just like that, like, just that little part made it different and not so predictable. Like, I was thinking, we're going to close this on a wedding, and we didn't, no. you know? Yeah, and I figured they were going to find a way to make it happen. Yeah, and I like, and, and, and they don't always have to make it happen, you know? Because mm-hmm. it, it changes it up a bit. Well, and, it's, and that's freaking reality. I yeah. also think, I honestly think that they didn't even start writing the script until COVID that's was true. happening. That's true too, but <laughs> yeah, but, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. No, I, I like mean, it. And how wonderful was it that like the emotional impact was, I think, greater mm-hmm. with this non-wedding than it was if it had been a wedding. Like yeah. it just hit me in all the right spots. Yeah. The fact that it was a surprise for Michelle, the fact that they still said their vows and the fact that like everyone was there to support. I mean, it just, I I mean, it was just executed so beautifully. Maybe five will be the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Virgin River will overlap (laughs) and COVID and all the things. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a double wedding. Oh Lord. I don't know. Double wedding. Oh boy. Two weddings and a, and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on, I just want to put out a uh, an open invitation to Zach Hug and Sherry Sharp. If you guys want to come talk about this movie with us and go through the script line by line, <laughs> clearly we enjoyed your movie, so we would love to have you join us to talk about all of these things. Yep. Well... You have another one to discuss. I know. I can't believe it. We still got a second one. And you know what? It's not a stinker. No. It's, it's like you're like, you're like, what could possibly live up to Christmas in Evergreen 4? Bells are ringing. So we watched Lifetime's Christmas Ever After. A popular romance novel, Izzy Simmons, spends every Christmas at her favorite snowy bed and breakfast. But this year, she's faced with an impending deadline and a severe case of writer's block. Luckily, inspiration, inspiration strikes in the unlikely form of the B&B's new owner, Matt, who bears an uncanny resemblance to the handsome hero from Izzy's novels. Both partake in the Lodge's annual itinerary of Christmas activities, 
Izzy's writer Black is cured and, and the first pages of her and Matt's own love story may be just beginning. Lifetime needs to get a handle of their synopsis. I know. Cause like <laughs> that was a journey, huh? It was too it's too much. We don't want the yeah. whole thing. And it's like keep doing this. They keep doing this. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So Christmas Ever After. I don't know, Erica, what did you think? I loved this movie and I loved her so yes. much. Cause Allie was a contestant on the Glee Project, I think is what it was called. Where she they was? Were, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They did two, I think they only did two seasons of that. And she was on the second season. And I don't know, I don't remember if she won or not. But yeah, she was on, but she was on Glee. She is effing adorable. I laughed I out loud a bunch of times in this movies, especially every time she would exit. Yes, she was so good. Her exits are so (laughs) funny and so like timed so well. I just thought she was great. Mm -hmm. Um, I like I liked the story that she had to go, you know, to this place that she's always gone to, regardless that her parents are in Florida. You know, this is something that's important to her. So I love that she would continue with this tradition, even if she was going alone and. I love that even like the hotel guy knows her and like she's considered family and she gets the same room every time. I also loved the events they went to. Like there was freaking bowling in this movie. Like <laughs> yeah, what Christmas it. movie has bowling? Like thank you for not doing another snowball snowman competition. Like mm-hmm. I just thought it was great. I love that she bonded with the little girl about being a writer. Um, and I appreciated the, the little twist of his wife being the one who painted her cover. I thought that was really cute. Um, And I just thought she was, I thought Allie was just like really relatable. Like the way she was very casual and she just seemed like low key, kind of not overacting, you know, I really liked it. And I loved, I loved that they did not make the wheelchair a thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know, like I thought that was going to somehow be, you know, some kind of, they made one, little comment about it not even about it it was just he was talking about you know trying to get back on his own two feet or something like that and she's like yeah i can relate to that but it didn't have to become an issue and mm-hmm. i appreciated that i'm the, i feel the same way it's like i feel like we've grown up with a diet of everything being a very special episode and nothing ever just being just existing being what it is and every other day and i don't know i just it was so refreshing to see. It was just, I thought for sure they were going to like throw in something and they didn't. And I yeah. just really appreciate that. Um, I love, I love that. I mean, this movie was so enjoyable. It's like, you can't just not stop watching. You know what I mean? It just was like very fun and funny. And he, the lead was very cute. I don't know who that person is. I am not I familiar with him. him. Danny Tomaso. He was in, there was a show on Lifetime called The Witches of East End mm. with my fave Rachel Boston and Jenna Dewan. Oh. And um, like, and it was such a good show. I miss it so much. Like I still miss it years later. I still think about it. And he was one of the love interests in that show. And he's great. Like there, I thought their chemistry was great. Like, yeah. 
They were so cute together and so funny together. Um, And and he was so scruffy. I like how scruffy he was. Yeah, with the longer hair. Mm -hmm. He had a a shirtless scene. He sure did. Laying on that couch. I was like, yes. Like that fire must be going strong in that (laughs) cabin. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I... I just, it was also like, cause really this was a very similar, at least in the basic plot points, similar mm-hmm. story to what we've seen before, but it just kind of felt, it felt different in the hands of these two actors. I don't know why it was felt it like if you could feel their chemistry, you, it just was more, I don't know why it was more entertaining, but it was like, I just felt like it was. I wanted to be there with them. I wanted to drink that toasted hot cocoa. Like I'm like, that sounds those delicious. Cookies. Yeah, mm-hmm. where she, he was like, the hot cocoa tastes like it's smoky. I'm like, I want that. Which really quick about the cookies. Let me ask you guys something. Mm-hmm. She ordered oatmeal raisin cookies, and he wondered why. What are you guys' thoughts about oatmeal raisin cookies? Would that be your pick? They'll do in a bind. That's my. <laughs> Not my favorite, but yeah. I also don't hate any cookie so let me tell you that i've had this conversation and debate with our friend ryan who is on the pod <laughs> of course he's his favorite are oatmeal raisin even at christmas yes and so he would always like if you had like him and his fiance who's my friend you know she wanted chocolate chip but he wants raisin I mean, I don't think it's an issue, but you know, what do you do in that situation, right? But yeah, he'll take he'll take the oatmeal raisin cookies. Divorce it is a little shocking. Yeah, when someone puts that as their number one. My mother yeah. loves an oatmeal raisin cookie. No, give me chocolate chip all day. Yeah, give me chocolate chip. Was I, the- but I do love that they have the conversation about cookie shaming because that made me laugh. Yeah, no yeah. cookie sh- There should be no cookie shaming to each their own. It's just different. Yeah, when you at the top of your list at Christmas is an oatmeal raisin cookie. When there are all these beautifully decorated sugar, sugar like you could get a sugar cookie with Santa's face on it, and you want oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah, I just have some questions. <laughs> Wasn't there another movie too where it was like anything can be a Christmas cookie if it's the shape of a Santa, even a wheel raisin? I don't know. Yeah, I do it's remember all, that line. I'm, Can't tell you the movie. No, as my brain is like pea soup at this point. I don't freaking know. It's all run together. But yeah, that part was really cute. The crispy, the cookie shaming. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a question for this as well. Okay. So the lead actor is she's like oh he looks like the the character in all of my romance novels so she writes a series of romance novels Mm -hmm. that all has the same character the hero the male lead that's Mm -hmm. what so I, i i'm not that experienced in romance novels i'm just now dipping a toe but how is it that can you can have a series of romance novels where you have the same male lead because at the end of every romance novel aren't they living happily ever after then how can he be dating a different person in the next or is it just like an archetype you know what i mean like i think it's the same couple i think it's the same couple yeah like you can have um series that follow the same couple and it's like several books i mean shades of gray 
it's the same couple. Oh, that- God. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, I'm just letting everyone know that is a couple that we sure. we follow them from the day they meet mm-hmm. until the day they have a baby. Like we see that entire lifespan mm-hmm. of the relationship. There are plenty of series that do that. So Desmond in the Alps is most likely uh, the couple that uh, an evolution of the couple that you met in the first yeah book. Interesting. My understanding was that it is the same couple because she kept referencing both. She was like, um, Desmond would never um, cook Katrina. you Katarina or yeah, whatever. Or Ka- yeah, yeah. Whatever okay. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes more sense because I was trying to wrap my, and when uh, the editor was like, this is the most complex Desmond yet. I'm like, I don't understand. Mm. Is he just reborn every novel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's reborn with amnesia every day. Mel's like, <laughs> Mel's like, who is this slutty man? <laughs> it's like, how can I get emotionally involved if i know he's going to be over the night yeah (laughs) that's funny anyway that was my one question that has nothing to do with this movie it did not (laughs) it did not take away my enjoyment of this movie but i was just a wondering i get it i get it well i really liked this movie too i mean i thought it was delightful from start to finish I think Ali Stroker like lights up the screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, put these Broadway actors in everything. Yes. yes. They just elevate everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I loved their chemistry. I love Daniel DiTomaso. I just think he is dreamy. And so like, he was so funny. Like he was kind of, he was like a Grinch, but not a Grinch. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Like he had just been through some things. He wasn't actually a Grinch. And, um, what I appreciated, I I think that Izzy might be my favorite heroine of the movies we've seen. And she seemed a lot like, fittingly, she seemed a lot like a romance heroine in this. And what I loved about her is that she never, like, faded into the background and she always, like, kept her light shining. Like, mm-hmm. we had that character Jennifer who was you know, had a crush on Desmond. I'm going to call him Desmond because he is Desmond to me. (laughs) And she was always talking to him. And every time she would try and pull him aside, Izzy would pull focus back to her. And I fucking loved it. It was (laughs) so good. What were they talking about? Like cider or whatever. And she sang right after Jennifer kind of, she was like, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. Can I pull you aside? And Izzy was like, you know what? I'm going to sing a song and he's going to have his jaw on the ground because he doesn't know I can sing. Mm -hmm. And she sang and he came back and he was looking at her like, wow, I didn't know you could sing. That was amazing. I loved that. The cookie decorating. The cookie decorating, same thing. The bowling alley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she never like, and that's the thing is she, she played all of that. You mean like she, she wasn't chasing him in those scenes. Right. (laughs) What I mean? Right. And I just, I loved that she, ne- because I think in a lot of these movies and in books too, and I think it also human nature, like you withdraw when you see mm-hmm. something like that. Like you get upset and you're kind of like, oh. You get insecure. Guess, right. You get insecure and you're like, oh, I guess, you know, it must've been, I thought we had a connection, but he's clearly talking to this other girl, like, let me fade in the background. And she's like, no. I'm I'm a bad bitch and you <laughs> got to see that and I loved that. I thought it was so good. I also 
this moment, the two, my two favorite moments, three, I'm sorry, there are three. <laughs> the, I like when they get locked in the room together. Mm-hmm. That made me laugh. And I love that he gave her the doorknob at the end. Come I on. I know. That was cute. Her phone call with her parents when she was trying to get off the phone <laughs> with her parents. Yeah. Because that really, that really, I can relate to that. You know, when you're trying to get off the phone with your mom and you're like, mom, mom, All the time. <laughs> I love you, but I have to leave. <laughs> I loved that. She was like, mom, bye. Like, I got to go. I loved that. Um, and I also loved the first time it's kind of like acknowledged that they have feelings for each other and they're just you know they're just hand in hand going on a stroll i just thought it was like the sweetest it just felt really natural and really like you know those kind of first moments when you like somebody and it's like an outward acknowledgement of all these feelings you've had Mm -hmm. so i i I really liked this can i add about that scene too where Yes. He said to her in that scene, he's like, I have something I have to tell you. And then he was like, you know what? It's too perfect. I'm not going to, it's, I'm just going to let it be. And she was just like, okay, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It's like, I would have been like, no, what? are you telling me? What I know. <laughs> like, I know. Like, no, you, you to tell me. And you know what? That's, that's an insecurity thing too. Cause you gotta, yeah. you think, you know, it's gotta be bad. And she was just like, you know, she's like secure enough to be like, you know what? If it's important, he'll tell me in his own time. That's so true. I, like, I would have been like, no, ruin this moment. Tell me what you were yeah. thinking. It's yeah. like, maybe we need to be a little more like Izzy. <laughs> just like That's what I'm saying. Like as a heroine, like I just admired her so much. And I think you're right. Like maybe we all need to be a little bit more like Izzy, just like her composure and self-confidence and like... Mm. Which isn't to say she did she didn't fall prey to like the same insecurities yeah. that we all do because she did, but it, just the way she showed up in the world I thought was so beautiful and we can all take a lesson from that you know like yeah. she just and every person she talked to she was just like this ball of light like even Jennifer who was so annoying and mm-hmm. kept like creeping around every corner like and didn't remember meeting her talk to you and yeah. didn't remember meeting her so fucking rude. <laughs> she was still so nice to her and like i i just she she i think has been my favorite heroine of the season mm-hmm. like you just you root for her and want the best for her and you know what she gets it in the end and it was great and even though she didn't she fell prey to insecurity when she saw the hug from afar mm-hmm she did eventually turn around and say, you know what? I don't care that they're together. I'm still going to go take my shot, which is like different than a lot of these movies where it's like, and then the other person like (laughs) tracks them down. is like, you You know, well, it's just, they just like sulk away, you know, they (laughs) don't, I want to hear that noise again. I can't do it. I can't, (laughs) but uh, I just, she still, even though she thought they were together, she still went back to say her, piece to take her shot or whatever and i'm like you know what that took balls i would not have had yeah (laughs) so good um did you guys notice the kisses though yeah there was a piece on about covid kissing there was a piece of plexiglass plexiglass. between them oh really yeah they're kissing glass and then they like had to put like digitally put their noses on squished or something i don't know oh because like, that's why we that, see the back of the her back head of her head for like a really long time like I that's know. i was just like not great cut 
but that bummed me out. Like I wanted them to, I wanted to see them get like a hot kiss, you know? It's interesting because like, clearly they were actually kissing on Christmas and Evergreen. So it's just like, I guess it's just like different protocols, different situations. And different timing too. Like, I wonder if they shot this earlier in COVID so they were less sure about the protocols. And then by the time they got to Evergreen, it was like more of a science, like do this mouthwash. Yeah. You know, spray this peroxide all over your body. (laughs) (laughs) Light yourself on fire. You're good. Yeah. 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 To save three Hail Marys. I don't know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I mean, you guys, two great movies. I know. Two great movies. Really? Like, this, and I know we've said it a couple times this year, but there really hasn't been like any of the ones, at least in our brackets, there hasn't been like real bad downers, you know? Yeah, mm, um, just the old blog. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, I did not mind. I know, it. I know, I know. But if we're talking about bracket movies. I have seen some stinkers off bracket. Yeah, like. Oh, do we want to go there? Do we should we pick a winner first, or should yeah? We I think we should in? pick a winner first. Okay. I okay. I mean, I I'll go because I know you guys are both. Don't can't pick. Don't don't have a solid choice as far as i know right unless it's changed but i think i do you do but i loved these both and this is really hard yes. and um it breaks my heart to pick one but i do have one that resonated with me more all right you go first though mo oh christmas and evergreen four that's mine because i think these are both great they're both absolutely wonderful. They both would have won if they weren't up against each other. But I just think the complexity in Christmas and Evergreen Four, and the the like the Cooper sisters, you know, like the just like the complexity that went into making that movie and making that movie enjoyable, and and just kind of like the outside the box thinking of a lot of the plots of those that movie, a lot of the plot. That's why I would vote for that. Do you want me to go, Erica? Yeah, sure. I agree. Um, And for all of those same reasons, um, I think that this felt like what they were doing, what they were trying to do, and what I think they accomplished was like bigger than Christmas. And I really appreciate that movie for all of those reasons. Um, But I did... I did really like both. Um, I just think Christmas and Evergreen 4 was a little stronger for me. Um, I was strategic in keeping my mouth shut because I was hoping you guys would pick the same one. So then no matter what my vote was, it wouldn't count <laughs> because I can't pick because I liked them. I loved them both. So I was praying that you guys did not pick, mm. you know, different ones. And then I would have to be the tiebreaker. So I totally, like, I'm totally down with, with this decision, but I just really could not pick because I really loved both of them. I get it. Well, I did a Twitter poll in case we couldn't decide. Um, and Christmas ever after won by one vote. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, but because we were able to decide we are putting Christmas and evergreen through, but they're both winners in our hearts. But they're both winners in our hearts. And I just, I think it speaks to how good both of these movies are that the poll was so close. We haven't had a mm. poll that close before. 
Um, and I honestly liked them for different reasons. I just feel like this moment in time and everything we have been through the past year, like, I feel like all of those things informed the Christmas and Evergreen script and story. And I just have such appreciation for the fact that they got, that they were able to execute that and like to have those components in what on its face, just like a sweet little Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. So guys, I'm, I'm five for six. Nice on your, I I picked Christmas. Yeah. I picked Christmas um, in evergreen to move forward on my bracket. So Oh, you did. I did. Nice. I'm surprised that you picked that. No, I, I, I I mean, I think I just liked the story from the synopsis more. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, I was excited. Plus Rukia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus Rukia. And I just cannot get over how well they lit her and how gorgeous she looked. Like her mm-hmm. Aunt Antonio melanin popping, like just moisturized and glorious. <laughs> it was just really a sight to behold. Yeah. I couldn't have been couldn't have been happier. I hope Hallmark gives them more movies. Yes. Me too. I mean, I know we've talked a lot. Should we touch on some other some I want to say other movies we saw. I was just going to say the stinker that we're all thinking Hinting about. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The surprise. Honestly, I was a surprise stink. It was a surprise stinker for me. Um, that the, was this year's CCB offering. Candace Cameron Burr's. What was it called? It's, if I only had Christmas. If I only had Christmas, which I guess is a play on The Wizard of Oz, which pointless was very very blatant in its constant winks and nods um so we all saw that i don't think we taught we planned on all watching it but we did happen to all watch it probably because ccb so we're gonna watch it Mm -hmm. and i feel like we were texting and none of us were enjoying it didn't finish it yeah (laughs) That's only because I, mean, I started it late and I text you guys about it and you're like, don't bother. No, it, <laughs> it was really slow. It was really boring. And- I I will say CCB has never looked better. She looked freaking gorgeous. Oh yeah. She looks, she was like glowing. She looked amazing. like glowing. Yeah. She looked amazing. Yeah. Her, her clothes were cute. Yes. Like she's never looked better. She looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was not for me it was terrible i felt like i was the whole thing is about work and i work in a corporate environment and to sit on a sunday night for two hours and feel like i was in my office (laughs) was a nightmare that i'm still upset about like i'm still (laughs) mad that i sat there and watched it i was cracking up because in the i was trying to live tweet but I think by the middle of the movie, I had just stopped saying anything. And so our friend Lisa, who I love, DM'd me on Twitter. And she was like, did you give up on this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why, yes, Lisa, I did give up. And I think it's because like she and I had been tweeting Fast and Furious for the first half because you're like taking it all in and like all the characters are getting introduced. And then by the middle, we were both like, yeah, good night. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, just, I don't know. It's just like the whole, like, oh, these three co like people she's working with, like 
is which one's supposed to be the lion and the scarecrow? Are they all supposed to be all of them? Like she's just making them all discover their heart and their bravery. And then it's, and of course, like the, the, the very minute from the very beginning, you know, the twist, you're like, you know, mm-hmm. he's the dude, he's the wizard. And it's just like, what's the point of watching it? Just what's the point? I don't know. It was rough. And all the way that the, all the office workers were just like, happy drones they're just like hey we are so excited to be here today to help make this christmas pageant happen i don't it was just it was rough rough. why did she take a volunteer job across the country for three weeks over christmas that seems preposterous to me yeah (laughs) yeah and why would she even think about moving was it new york she was i think is that where she went i remember the big city when she lives in a mansion by herself. <laughs> by herself. That like house a dog. Such envy. That yeah. kitchen, not fair. No, not okay. Anyway. No, not okay. With it's a like, giant tree. Come on. Yeah, get me to Kansas. Sure. I'll live in Kansas. Whatever. Yeah, give me a house because this this ain't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, oh. Yep. zero agrees. <laughs> Aw. The only um, the only one I wanted to bring up, which Dory talked a little bit about last week i think it was last week was christmas waltz waltz am i saying that christmas waltz <laughs> yes the lazy <laughs> i just it's just a weird one more word. time say it one more time the weird word to say waltz it's like your tongue doesn't want to make make waltz. that waltz 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 okay what is wrong with us <laughs> it's a bad word i don't like it but anyway the movie the lacy chevere movie oh a a lead that we've all given up on it was a great movie i really liked it she's never been better she's never been better i I, told y'all it was good and mel scoffed at me i I said i would put any of these above whatever movie we were talking about last time it would have won it would have won okay so yeah Dory liked it mel liked it i guess the true test will be if i like it so i guess i have to watch it Erica, it's you're so like it. good. I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you, but you have you a yeah. have to watch and b you're gonna like it. There's, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm gonna spoil one thing. Erica does is- not look convinced, and it is making me laugh. She's Do- like because I just I've I've just had enough, and so. I will do it. Don't. You got to do it. You got to do it, and she- I will own up will if I was wrong. Okay. So that'll be on my to-do list this weekend. The one thing I'm going to say is that, do you know when in Singing in the Rain, they dance down the street and then in um, oh my step up to the step up 3D, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they go dancing down the street, both amazingly charming scenes. Well, Lacey goes dancing down the freaking street. And I've never loved her more. <laughs> I've never loved her more. She was we'll, lighter in this movie. Yeah. Like her whole presence was lighter yeah. in this movie. It's like she was having fun. Okay. Yeah. And Will Kemp, who knew? Such He's a good an dancer. Actual dancer. Like, so good. He has a little Charlie Chaplin moment that you'll yeah. appreciate, Erica. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, it was delightful and I wasn't prepared for it. There's a small child that dances um, like really, really he's well. He's so good. He's okay, so good. okay, you guys, you've convinced me. I will do this, and there I will come back, and I will yeah. report. And then yep. we'll t- we'll talk about it 
a little more because Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of things I loved and a lot of moments with Miss Lacey that I appreciated. Yeah. And I've never seen her better. Like, and yes, Erica, we have given up on her because there have been a lot of missteps. Like when she yeah. did that movie at the African safari, whatever, I was like, you know what? <laughs> we done, Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> but she really came back. She needed this. And I think it was the highest rated Hallmark movie this year. And and I think it deserves it. It was different. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I think that this audience is like aching for a musical something fresh something fresh it was great 2020 full of surprises who knew surprises so should we call it a wrap (laughs) tonight yeah should we we look to the future which is next week it's christmas setup versus sugar and spice holiday so it's a lifetime 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 on lifetime matchup looking forward to both these movies it's probably gonna i would assume be another important double header i don't know that's yeah. not that's not the right word double header what the fuck am i even talking about that's not right <laughs> what's happening over there double header just important just matchup. matchup don't yep. don't let me talk about sports it's just embarrassing for everyone but it looks like our bracket has been screwed as has happened in previous years it's scheduling change scheduling change alert so if you're playing along here's what you need to know what is it erica love lights and hanukkah does air on saturday the 12th on hallmark we had it originally airing the following the following weekend against a christmas exchange on lifetime so we will still battle those two together but make sure you watch love lights and hanukkah this weekend and a christmas exchange on lifetime next weekend do you think someone looked up when Hanukkah is yes. a little too late? Yes, <laughs> yes. that's exactly what happened. Because when we made this bracket, I remember saying, why would they air the Hanukkah movie after Hanukkah? Because <laughs> Hanukkah starts on Thursday, and they're airing this movie that following Saturday. Uh, the goys. That's the right word, but I feel like it is. It's a learning curve. Like, <laughs> Oh, man, that's said, Oh, funny. shit. I yeah. looked at last year's calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Someone finally was like, wait, should we make sure our Hanukkah movie premieres during Hanukkah? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what big shot who's paid millions of dollars had that bright insight? Oh my goodness. Oh, so so anyway, we're still battling it against the same movie. It'll just be across two weekends. Just DVR it. Watch <laughs> it at your own leisure. Yes. We know, we know you're going to watch anyway because you're watching all of these. This is starring Ben Savage. Oh, oh I'm so excited. <laughs> Boy Meets World is coming at you. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to bed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially you, Mel. Mm-hmm. I'm on my East Coast. Whatever. Who cares? It's all a blur. All righty, friends. Bye. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye. 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 Bye.